0: four teaching friends from across the country
1: who've discovered that if you don't laugh you cry and lose sight of your why
0: I'm Retta I'm Deanne I'm Tracy and I'm Kathy and we teach so hard you know what's really hard
2: finding time to read during the school year but now It's summer and we can all enjoy (laughs) a good book with no other reason than to enjoy it. So welcome to our second book group discussion.
3: Today we're talking about Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. And spoiler alert, if you haven't read the book, you might want to listen later. Hey, ladies! I love this book, and I hope you do too. I chose the book because I really, really get turned on by certain titles and certain things really intrigue me. Um, and I also absolutely loved the setting of this book—marshes um, and and life in the marshes—and I could just hear the sounds and see the see what's going on. But I also love the first paragraph, and I'm just going to read it to you: mm-hmm. marsh. Is not a swamp. Marsh is a space of light where grass grows in water and water flows into the sky. Slow-moving creeks wander, carrying the orb of the sun with them to the sea. And long-legged birds lift with unexpected grace, as though not built to fly against the roar of a thousand snow geese.
2: Uh, so beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) And that's what drew me in. But really- I yes, read the book because my friend Kelly said to read it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I I read the book because Reddit told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so and and said you might want to own this one. So I did. I went out and I bought oh, yeah. it.
2: Well, it's well, all it's all nature just like you. You well, love being nature. out in nature.
1: There were parts of this book and parts of the story, in the themes that reminded me of the last book that we just we just got done talking about, the Samurai's Garden. I could see a lot of connections yeah, here.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so
2: yeah, mm, it's on many it.
1: levels, but the title most definitely caught my attention.
0: How about you, Kathy? Well, it's, hmm? it's well. What's so funny about the title? I did like the title, and I loved that. The marsh is not a setting that I was very familiar with. Um, but yes. it kind of reminded me, having nothing to do with the book. But you remember that old Raffi song down by the bay? Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: That's what I was thinking in my head. And then, of course, I went to read it. I'm like, this is nothing like that song. <laughs> you
2: know, I didn't catch this until my second reading of this book to try to prepare for our discussion today. But Tate said something to Kaya early in, in the book, I think, where he was talking about where the cry dads sing as a place where the animals and the insects are doing exactly what nature intended for them to do. It's mm-hmm. where, so, the, yeah. so the marsh, the swamp is where nature does what it's supposed to do.
1: Mm. Well, and then if you take that and you think about the prologue, I mean, Dan read the first part paragraph of the prologue, but as you go through that prologue, it then by the third paragraph is okay. talking about the dead body that's laying in the swamp. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Foreshadowing, yeah. right? Yes. And I, but I mean, there you go. I'm having that,
2: you know, um, the circle of life kind of moment. <laughs> That's right, and if wasn't it wasn't a little boy who who saw the body? If he hadn't seen that body, the swamp would have done what the swamp was supposed to do, yeah, and which exactly. which Kaya yeah. was depending on on it yeah. to do. <laughs> so
0: and then, then we, we
1: wouldn't then we wouldn't have a story. Right?
2: Ready. True. <laughs> True.
1: So it because decomposition is cellular work. Well, there you go.
0: That opening scene too is so I loved how it's so different than Kaya's swamp. Yes, right. Yeah. The way yeah. she yeah. sees it, and the beauty of, of, of all of it that she sees it yes. is so different mm-hmm. than what other people see.
2: Yeah, it's like other people are looking at it from above, kind of looking down on it, and she's right at eye level, right at immersion level.
1: Yes, yes, it. and that she's part of it. She, yeah. she, she is part, part of it. it. I mean, yes, call her Smart girl or Marsh girl, which one Marsh is girl. it? Marsh girl. girl, they call her Marsh girl, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Ooh, very interesting,
3: and they
2: say it is a bad thing, but really, it's, it becomes a good thing, for yes. her. that's her, wife. yeah,
3: yeah, it is, well ladies, let's start talking about the characters, settings, themes, and much more, The themes of isolation and abandonment are prevalent throughout the novel. How have they affected Kia? Go ahead.
1: I, go ahead. Go ahead. So no, I heard, no, no. So I think we were all like, hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say Kaya and you say Kia. Yeah. Is it and Kia uh, or Kaya? Knows? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I say Kaya
0: too. <laughs> I yeah. think it
2: might
1: be Kaya, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I... I was thinking about this, the the whole abandonment. um, I think that as the, the story goes on, she wears her isolation like a cloak. It's, it's something that she uses to protect herself. It's something that she, I mean, I think she craves connection, but she also, that isolation has become like an old friend. She needs that isolation. And the
2: fear of abandonment and the recurring abandonment abandonment, that's always there for her. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it it made me so sad. And I think it was that fear of abandonment that led her to do what she did. Yes. Yes, Yes, I I think think that's what it was. That primal need, just finally, she just snapped.
2: There was Mm -hmm. a quote inside the book somewhere, and I don't think I have it exactly, but something about how um, the child that we were affects the person that, that we be- it still lives, still mm-hmm. lives inside the person that we become. Does that sound oh, familiar? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's really what happened. She, she was abandoned through no choice of her own. She, uh, oh my gosh, she was just a tiny child and um, and lived in isolation because she had
0: no choice. But how amazing! And then, how amazing that she was able to. I you're right? on how to feed yes. herself. Yes, yes. yes.
3: You know, I um, I just put myself in that situation and like, how could your mother leave you? Why did she take her with her? I I just uh, it was just so yes. sad.
2: Yeah, I've got a lot of attitude about the mother. When we mm-hmm. start yeah. talking about her. Yeah, yeah,
3: I really do too.
1: And the father was, was no good. I mean, really? No. And that's where everybody left partly. Right. I mean, at least the older siblings had the excuse that they were children
0: themselves, but, mm-hmm. but I, I still just, ugh. they all left her. I mean, even Jody, I, I, ugh. I, know. It I was so upset. They
2: all left her. Why didn't her mother for one yeah. take her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I don't expect the siblings. They were kind of trying to just, survive themselves right. and and the mother thought that's what she was doing just trying to survive but, well, uh, but how do you leave a six-year-old all by herself and don't, yeah. and don't you know what was in the letter
1: oh that yes. 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 yeah like oh, for crying out loud you know <laughs> I know there was like
3: a little bit of hope when this letter came in. You thought maybe something good, and maybe the mother's going to come back or something. Yeah. But
0: no. Well,
2: maybe the letter was some instructions to get away and meet her, and she had something set up for them. No, but it was and written to the father. So,
0: it was written to the father. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh, okay. Well, it could have been telling him where to drop her off, or yep. you know where to send her. Yep. But But um, even so, one try and you're out. Yeah, I know. Yep.
3: I know so let's talk a little about the marsh why is it so important to kia kaya you know
2: it's,
1: <laughs> it's, 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 like,
2: Caroline.
1: <laughs> another case like the the samurai you of know, the setting being so important it's like it's as important as it is a main character um yes yes you know yes. we both isn't it funny our first two books we picked they both have <laughs> similar traits um I know. But I, I did. I looked at it like the mother, the Marsh became her mother. The Marsh yes. became her father. The Marsh became everything she needed
0: it to be. You right. It was, it was safety. It provided food. It provided an income. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: It provided it peace
2: and comfort. It um, was one of the, I know I'm skipping ahead to quotes, but that was one of the Quotes I jotted down as I was reading: Nature had nurtured, mm-hmm. tutored, and protected her when no one else would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, nature just kind of wrapped its arms around her. Mm-hmm.
3: It's almost too like the the marsh was like another character. I mean, it just had so much life;
1: it almost seemed human. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, just the beautiful wild. I mean, the wildness of it is just enthralling to me. Uh, just oh. Mm.
0: Well, and she wasn't intimidated by it either. Whereas I think the people from town or, you know, they were scared of her as the marsh girl and they were scared of the marsh and all the, you know, the negative connotations of the marsh.
1: But don't you think that's the case? I mean, think about us as a human society. We're so far removed from nature and from wildness. Yes um from our true nature right and yet when you think about the things that we have in place in our lives and the thing i'm I'm getting i'm going deep guys (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's all a facade i mean when you peel away getting your nails done in a nice house and the you know you peel that away what's left is is our true nature our connection to the earth that's what's left Yeah,
2: yeah that's true March, Marsh Girl, Forest Girl. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Okay, so let's dig a little bit deeper into this novel.
0: So I loved, I just loved Tate when he first started teaching her how to read. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, why do you yeah. think learning to read was so important to her?
2: She saw it as a chance to reach out and have the world, the outside world, reach her in, in another way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I asked yeah. she had the she she knew she had the disadvantage when the the letter came yes. from her. And she lost that connection because she didn't know how to read.
3: Yeah. And, and once she did learn how to read, uh, she was really brilliant. It was amazing yeah. what she did. She read really those good. books that she made Oh, good. my gosh. She taught good. herself everything. Yes.
2: I know. She I earned mean, a degree by just yeah. going to the library and reading. Do you hear yeah. that, kids? Yep. <laughs>
3: yeah. Really.
2: I <laughs> mean, really. Amazing. I know.
3: And, and I mean, she became a professional nationalist. That's amazing. And she was yes. a wonderful artist, too. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Well and then it makes you wonder like how many of our kids in schools who don't read or can't read yet probably are are brilliant, they just don't know how to access it in a way that society sees it or a way that they can articulate it, right? I mean she has so much inside of right. her. They don't have
2: their they don't have their own pathway. Yeah. And, and what are we doing to help them find that pathway? That's a big question for us well, I mean, as teachers. About how
1: Tate taught her to read, he did the pathway that made the most sense, the path of least resistance, which right. was through her knowledge of the marsh. That's mm-hmm. how, I mean, and she had that urge because this was something that was, par- that was part of her.
0: Right. And it was natural yeah. for her to do she did she- it on her own before he even taught her. Yeah. Yes. I right? remember she did all her yes. sketches and yes. she knew right. how to label them and her collections, yes. right? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, te- teacher tip for the, for this book. <laughs> I know we can't do, we can't do it every day for every child, but why not step back and take a look at what the pathways might be, especially for a kid who's struggling a little. Yeah. That's right. And and see if there isn't some other way to teach Maybe not whatever you planned for your mini lesson that day, but maybe a conference later on in the day where you pull out something to read that's more aligned with the, the interests of that kid. Just a suggestion. <laughs> that's a great suggestion.
1: No, 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 do, no. It. do
0: it.
1: <laughs> because I just got out of school last Friday and I'm not ready to go. There. <laughs> I know. I know.
2: <laughs> just, just tuck it in. As my daughter used to say, tuck it in your remembrance.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that if Kaya had been able to read when her dad first got that letter from her mother, how that how the, how do you think that would have changed her life? Or would it have?
2: I don't think it would have. Yeah. No. I, but then again, I said it before. I have all kinds of attitude about a mother who would leave a six year old. Yeah. Um and um I, I don't know, could have been her excuses It could have been, please tell Kaya that I love her, but big deal. You left her. Well,
0: and knowing her husband, knowing her husband, do you think, even if she had written that, tell Kaya I love her and I'm sorry, would he have told her? No. And she would have known that. I think that was just to get rid of her own guilt. Well,
2: exactly. That's what that letter writing was. It was an exercise in getting rid of her own guilt. Yeah, the
1: other part That's of that right? that really bothered me was that it wasn't just an unhappy marriage. She was leaving a situation where she knew, that, you know, she was being beaten, and he beat his kids too. She knew what she was leaving that child too. Yeah, she left she, them in danger. There's no way this was not yeah. just neglect. This was also, you know, an abusive, scary situation.
2: And um, and, and a mother animal protects her young. Yeah. Yes.
0: That's what right. was wrong with that's this wrong, mother?
2: Yeah. yeah. She's horrible. I and know. wasn't the letter saying that she was sick or something? I because forget what the, never never what the letter said. never knew like
0: there?
2: there was like a piece of a poem that was left from it, wasn't there? There was something, and I'm not remembering. I, don't remember. I had, I oh my gosh, it. I sticky noted it. Carry on while I look for it. <laughs> there was a piece of a poem in, in the letter that, um, it kinda of, kind of gave her an excuse.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. Well well Reta looks. Should we talk about the poetry, Deanne? Because I know that's something you wanted to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Let's, Let's talk about, about the poetry.
2: About <laughs> poetry. Okay. Do it, yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah, because I might remember what was in that letter. There was one little scrap that she saved. Mm-hmm. I yeah. The way
1: that poetry was woven into this and the importance of it to Kaya, that it's, it's to me that like the poetry was like the umbilical cord to her, to her mother. You know, it was the like one connection she remembered sharing with her mother and, mm-hmm. and then her mother was gone, but the poetry remained. And I, yeah, I think that, you know, that on some psychological emotional level, this was how she still connected to her mother.
2: Okay. I think I have it. Wait, before you go on, it was um, a poem that Ma had underlined in her book. Yes. Um, and Ma, wait a minute. So Rosemary said, Ma, I guess Rosemary finally told Kaya what had happened to her. Mm-hmm. She never made friends. She never dined with the family or interacted with anybody. She allowed herself no life, no pleasure. After a while, she started talking more, and all she talked about was her children. Rosemary said Ma loved us all, but her life was frozen in some horrible place of believing we'd be harmed if she returned and abandoned if she didn't. She didn't leave us to have a fling. She'd been driven to madness and barely knew she'd left and she died of leukemia. Mm -hmm. So Kaya had um, a a poem that Ma had underlined in a book um, that she'd given Mm -hmm. her. And the poem was, it's very short and going on too much. I have to say, I'm relieved it is over. At the end, I could feel only pity for that urge toward more life Ugh. goodbye well you know so so it gave her
3: closure you know
2: it gave her closure gave her mother um, a chance to say you know she had an urge for more life but she knew she was dying mm-hmm. um, I still don't forgive her you know? no I don't either. So, yeah I don't either
3: so is is there anything else about poetry that anybody wants to say
2: about poetry <laughs> yeah about oh, the are we on there? now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't hear the music. You didn't do anything with somebody. Okay. okay. <laughs> skipped it. So, a couple of things about poetry. Um, Tate was taught by his father to love wow, poetry, yes. and he passed that on to Kaya. Mm-hmm. And she loved Tate, she loved her mother. Um, And something that I see with my students all the time, I have a blog post about this somewhere. For a student who's a reluctant writer, sometimes poetry is like the perfect way to dive in. Uh, You Mm. can express your feelings in such a clean, clear, uncluttered way. And later on, if you want to go back and write the essay, all the ideas are there in the poem.
3: And Mm. it was a way for her to communicate. Yeah. I, I think also by reading the poems, it uh, gave her comfort in times of distress and it helped to alleviate some of the pain and loneliness. Right. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, well, how I know it does.
2: And then by writing them too, yeah. not just reading
0: them. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not mm-hmm. the part where we're sharing quotes yet, but I love, I have to share this one <laughs> where um, Tate's dad, <laughs> remember it said, his dad had told him many times that the definition of a real man is one who cries without shame, reads poetry with his heart. Feels opera in his soul and does what's necessary to defend a woman.
2: Yes. Oh, nice. I love that. That was probably, well, that yeah. was my second favorite. I'll tell yeah. you my mm-hmm. first favorite later. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Beautiful.
3: Um, let's talk about the ending. So, people, it's another spoiler <laughs> alert. So
1: be careful. Yep, here we go. <laughs>
2: How did you feel about the ending, ladies? Did it surprise you? Any questions about the ending that you still have unanswered?
3: Well, I was really, I was surprised at the ending. I mean, I don't know who I thought did the murder, but for some reason, I just didn't think it was, it was Kaya.
2: Oh, I Um, knew it was her.
3: Did you see? It's so weird. I just wasn't thinking that it was. So I, I was surprised. Yeah, I.
2: <laughs> most people, I think, are surprised. There was tons of foreshadowing, though, especially if you do a second read mm. of the book, you'll see it.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, probably because I know the ending, I would be seeing it
2: then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, she talked about the language of the fireflies and how they switch signals. Oh. Know, first, first a mate, then a meal. Nice. I mean, you better know what those? you better know what those signals are if you're another firefly Mm -hmm. because you know like she reached out she reached out to tate she reached out to chase um and she got the wrong signals from them and you know both in both cases well she kind of pushed tate away and then he got he got the wrong idea too when he saw her with chase Mm -hmm. and so there was a lot of miscommunication and and um, misfiring signals mm-hmm.
3: going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I can also understand why she did it. I mean, what he did to her was just, you know, it was horrible.
2: Right. So he really But then it. when they started talking about, they found her hair, they found fibers mm-hmm. from her clothing, mm-hmm. his shell necklace was missing. Didn't all that make you go, hmm? Yeah. Hm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no? But, but at the same time, I'm like, no, she that's not like her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's right. But no, because Kaya would never yes, do that because
2: exactly. I love her so much already. <laughs> yeah. But <you> know what? <laughs> it's the part
1: where um you see Chase's true intentions and their relationship begins to, you know, take that turn and develop. And, you know, you see her negativity and you know, just that whole part of the novel, I gotta tell you, I was thoroughly disgusted with it. <laughs> it really bothered me. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I almost didn't want to read anymore because I started going, "Oh God, here we go." I know where this is going now. I know what's going to happen. I know this is the predictability
2: of the situation. What, like her parents' legacy or something? You yeah,
1: but, but that he was, you know, the whole, the mistreatment, the, the, the bed and abandon kind of crap, the, uh, all of mm. that, you know, like I just didn't want that to go that way. Um,
2: and it really bugged me. It really bugged me. Um, yeah. Well, you knew. So much about Chase when you observed that, and you were frustrated too that she didn't see it. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: and that you know, and then I thought, oh my god, you know, as I was reading it, I kept thinking, oh my god, she's gonna get knocked up, she's gonna get pregnant, she's gonna, you know, and
2: right, you know, right, and I was like, no, I was thinking that too.
3: Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like Chase because I he, I thought he was using her. He was her and, He was awful,
0: yeah, he right? but didn't totally use her. But didn't you just yep. love Tate? Yeah. Other than when I was mad when he, I was mad at him yes. when he saw her when he came yes. back. Remember? And then he decided, "Oh, I can't."
2: Because he should yeah. he should have talked yeah. to her. Yes.
1: Yes. He shouldn't have I mean, he left the first time and he shouldn't have done that. Right. Told, I I was happy that the author did not write her character so that she took him back without making him work for it. Yes, you know. Yes. yes. Like, oh right. God, no! You know, right. Just, the feminist in me was getting ready to roar. <laughs> Just... right.
0: You go, girl!
1: Right. right. <laughs> well,
3: ladies, I guess you know it's kind of time for the wrap up. Um, the novel was so beautifully written. I love the way the author expressed herself. What's your favorite quote from the book?
2: Mm, well, you know, well, my favorite, my favorite quote is "Unworthy boys make a lot of noise." Because I think that applies to the kids from the town who would taunt her. They were so unworthy of her, and so unworthy. Of, they they were a waste of air and space, as far as I'm concerned, and. And people who make the most noise and are the most unkind to other people are most often unworthy. Are we not are we not having music here? (laughs) we kind of just jumped in. So I know. Where's
1: (laughs) where's my transition
0: music? Transition music. You shared
1: your thinking before I could do it. I, I kind of jumped. Right? No, I I will say this: that when I started reading the book, the first thing that I didn't write down like this earth-shattering quote to share with you, but I did write down snatches of stuff because, I, to be honest, it's what made me keep kept. It it's what made me continue reading. Um, her language. Oh my god! Whether or not. I adored this book. I adored this woman's writing. Let's put it that way. Um, So she says, trees so bent, they wore the shape of the wind. Mm. Right? I mean, the swamp water was so Mm -hmm. dark, it swallowed the light in its muddy throat. I mean, what is there not to love about that language? Layers of life kept their secrets deep.
0: Yeah, no, her Mm -hmm. language was beautiful. I loved... um, The quote, I think it was maybe soon after she was learning to read, where she says, I wasn't aware that words could hold so much. I didn't know Uh a sentence could be so full.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: It it just brought that, you know, it's almost like the first time someone sees the ocean and they're so enthralled by it. It's like the first time someone learns to read and realize, wow, these words have power and these words could do so much. But to me
1: that's kind of like what poetry is. I mean, when you think about the importance of poetry in this book, that's what Kaya was learning was the the weight of it the um, mm. because when you read something that powerful like this author's writing, it's hard to see something the same way after you you hear it or you read it yes, yeah,
3: mm. it's true. Well, I like this quote with a lot of others too, but um, it's autumn leaves don't mm-hmm. fall; they yeah. fly. They take their time and wander on this their only chance to soar. Reflecting sunlight, they swirled and sailed and fluttered on the wind drafts. And uh, it reminded me—I think I might have told you—when I was a little girl, I used mm-hmm. to sit on my grandmother's lap, and she used to sing this song oh, about the autumn oh, leaves. So it just goodness.
1: kind of reminded me of that. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. That. And that quote also reminds yeah. me, you know, it's this is like a, a funny connection, but think about how Forrest Gump, the movie Forrest Gump starts, and they start with a white feather. Yes. Blowing, right? And it ends with the white feather blowing that falls out of his pocket.
2: I didn't remember that. Blowing on the wind. And that That's whole
1: theme so cool. of are we, is this destination or is this, you know, is this destiny or are we like a feather blowing on the wind? You know.
2: Mm, I love
3: it, and that just reminds me, which you know, there just isn't enough time. But I forgot to bring up oh, about um, yeah. Feather Boy.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah.
3: But for those of you, for those of you that um, have not read the book, find out who oh, Feather Boy yeah. is and what happened.
1: Yeah,
2: you really want <laughs> well,
1: to know. Listeners, yes. we hope that you've enjoyed our um, second book in our summer read series where the Crawdads saying if you haven't read it, well, we've spoiled some stuff for you, but you need to go get it. If you have read it, oh, you have to make sure that you visit SocratesLantern.com. It's in our show notes. It's Deanne's blog, and she has created a gift for you to go with the book um, and if you haven't checked out Deanne's blog, Deanne creates cool stuff. So you want to check it out. The link is in the show notes. Yeah. We hope that you continue to join our summer read series. Our next series, our next book in our series is Autism and Heals by Jennifer O'Toole. Um, it's Kathy's pick. She's been raving about it, and so we are all we are all ready to go with it. Yep. Um, and it's not a not
2: we
0: are gonna that's put right. out yeah. it's a novel. It's, no, it's not a novel; it is a <laughs> memoir. So, kind of a different turn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's great. We want we want a good yeah. balanced reading yeah. diet, don't we, ladies? <laughs> <No>.
2: Yeah, we're <laughs> sick of, of these course. nature books. We want to move yeah. on. That's <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, make Enough sure that you
1: tune in. We'll be sharing stuff on our Facebook page. That's also in our show notes. Um, be sure that you you. Give us a listen, and we hope that you enjoy the books that we've picked because you teach so hard you deserve to decompress in the summer. We'll see you later.